Right, welcome to episode three of How to Make a Video Game with Auric Digital. My name is Matt Davis, the Marketing and Community Manager, and I'm joined by the Waluigi to the Wario, I feel that I am right now. Being the short and fat one and then you being the tall one. Do you know what? I... I... (laughs) I had, because um, I'm, I'm sporting a bit of a sore throat at the moment. Yeah. And I had my, my introduction to the episode three podcast um, all mapped out. I was actually going to sing. Were you? Well, because it's Christmas. Aww. I was going to break into this little bit of song. Um, but now you've totally thrown it. by, <laughs> by refer- And I'll also... I'll please uh, sing. Oh, I, I don't know. No, no, it's too much pressure. We got, well, we have got, I mean, for the, the, the spoiler for coming up is that we're, we're talking about doing a special Christmas episode. So maybe maybe Matt and I, because if you, I mean, in episode two, you, you would have heard all of us try and attempt to do jingles from various video games. There, there, that we was, did. there so, was no attempting there. Those were, were top notch <laughs> renditions, I, I'd say. Well, I can totally do Baby It's Cold Outside if you fancy. <laughs> oh, we need, we need that. We need that for sure. <laughs> Well, Waluigi, can you please give me your intro? Yeah, sorry. So my name is Matthew Walker, a.k.a. Galaxy. <laughs> uh, I'm sporting that nickname until I'm, until and I'm so dead. And so you should. Now, and so you should. Just take it on board. <laughs> I, I will. Well, I've never had a cool nickname, like, ever. So I'm you sticking still with that. Still, <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy is like the coolest thing. When, when you said that for the first time, I was genuinely touched. I was like... That's the coolest thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, I'll take Galaxy oh, for sure. Thanks. <laughs> well, as you heard, there's a third voice here today. So if you'd like to do your introduction, please. <laughs> Stop laughing. Um, hi, I'm Nina Collins. I'm production manager here at Arc Digital. Well, thank you for joining us, Nina. Thanks for coming on, coming on board for this episode. Uh, yeah, as you can see, Matt and I have already got like a whole host of history to do with <laughs> chocolate bars and video game stuff. But before, before we dive into the main part of the episode and the main question I've got, for the starting question I've got for us today... It's now time for homework. Dum dum, dum dum, dum. Right. Uh, I know. I think I know what's coming. I now, coming. Matthew Walker was set some homework last week, and we need to find out as an emergency whether or not he managed to well, complete it. Well, let, let me just slightly correct that. I was set homework in episode one, and I failed. I'm very late with, very the, with late. the homework. Yeah, but then I made this declaration in the uh, the, the past episode, in episode two. Here's here's where we insert like a flashback previously on. Okay, I'm, I'll make a declaration between now yeah. and the next episode. I will play. A Civ game. So yeah, um, I've never played a Civ game. Big, 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 crime. big crime. Yeah, okay. But I have. I am happy to say I have now played a Civ game. And which Civ game did you play? It was Civ three. Right. So um, I was very lucky and um, and got to play Civ three. And I was like, well, this, I think this is a good starting point for me. Um, and I was quite happy to kind of delve into that. I didn't get far. Being a um, a young man um, with a, an almost three month old baby. Civ 3 isn't probably the best game to play. I was, I was going to say, I did feel a little bit bad knowing that you have a small child and I recommended a game you need about a thousand hours to get <laughs> exactly. bad at. So, <laughs> so. I, think, <laughs> I think I probably managed to kind of rack up, I don't know, four or five hours. Okay. So I, 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 got, <laughs> I got somewhere. I started building a little village slash town thing. I think I found some tobacco. I don't know. Nice. I think it was tobacco. Um, <laughs> But uh, I spent most of my time clicking around UI interfaces and whatnot. So, um, yeah, the UI is great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a really top-notch UI design. like it, yeah. So, what, I mean, go on, give, give, us your, give us your thought. Did, did you enjoy your Civ experience? Would no. you go back to a Civ if there was some reason you had an extra 4,000 hours spare? I'm getting the same feels that I had when I played XCOM, the, the reimagining XCOM, um, XCOM 2, actually, in fact. Because when I played that for the first time, I was like, I see the appeal. Yeah, okay, this is cool. Not grabbing me because it was I was losing all the time and that's not fun. Yeah. So I was like, okay, but there was something about it. So I'd go, I'd put it down, I'd go away, and then 
there's just this magnetism about it. And Civ has the same sort of thing. So at the moment, yeah, I don't get it. There's a lot of stuff. It's quite a steep learning curve I'm finding. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty more uh, tobacco to be found. Um, but it has that draw. And I know that give it a bit more time, I think I'll be in there. And it, it will very quickly rise up the ranks of my, my favorite games list, well, for I'm, sure. I'm proud of you for doing it. It's very, very good. And you've, you've, made it, you've made it now back onto the good Here's list. where we insert a fanfare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll leave this as a bit of a, of a dramatic thing because last week as well, I also, I also promised that Matt could then pick... <laughs> the game that I would play next. So, should we leave that as a bit of an ending one, so you could you can come uh, up yeah, with the game? Because I actually the haven't thought about that. So, well, give right. me the you episode. Got, to think about you've it. got an extra. You've got about twenty-five minutes to half an hour to think of an episode. Excellent, excellent. So, um, we'll move on to the to the, the opening question of, of today's ones. And um, you know, I happen to come to you last if you want to. But we 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 wanted. I wanted to ask you guys. What do you think? Who do you think the best video game hero is of all time? Uh, okay. Now it could be anyone. Absolutely anyone for many That's different so reasons. Hard. It is really hard. So do you do you want me to go first or me to try and give you my recommendations? Yeah, yeah start a trend. Start a trend. Okay, cool. So I was undecided between uh, one character who's actually not a hero. So I was going to pick Kane from Command and Conquer. Um, <laughs> he's technically... Is, is that the bald guy? Yeah, the bald right, guy, yeah. Okay. And as you can tell, Matt, I model quite a lot of my look hey, <laughs> on him. Bald I beard. I have said, like said That's all I'm saying. But it's like... But the, I always thought he was like the coolest character. And I mean, he's, he's not a hero, but if you play the Brotherhood of Nod storyline, he's a really good fun... Oh, but anyway, I, I decided, no, I'll be bold, I'll be better. I'll, I'll pick someone who's actually a good person. And I decided on Guybrush Threepwood. Do we all know who Guybrush Threepwood is? Yeah, yeah. from Casamanca Island. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head. Really? I'm sorry. Uh, You've not played... This is another Civ thing, isn't this it? This is going to be another 100% another Civ thing. He's a bumbling idiot. He is a bumbling idiot. And I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do feel a, a kinship with him many times on the way he does. I think one of my favourite facts is that one of the things he always talks about when he talks about himself is that he can hold his breath underwater for 10 minutes. Like, that's his achievement. Like, he's just like, I can do that. I that's love that. That's yeah, a great skill. That's a great skill. That's mm. a really good skill. He's an idiot. He doesn't quite get things right. But he just bumbles through every adventure in a really fun... And he fun... still gets the girl. And he still gets the girl at the end of the day. He gets to the end of the mission. Even though he does in one of them, in case her in gold. gold. <laughs> so it is, you know, and then gets her lost to an evil pirate but it's like you know it classic character really really good <laughs> all right matthew give me yours who's your well uh typically i don't have one i have like about five i've narrowed down to two or three i think and there's the there's a bit of a theme to mine reluctant heroes okay now i'm not gonna open the um pandora's box that is whether die hard is a christmas film or not it is, but it we is. won't go there. It okay. is. No, this podcast officially oh. determines it is. So oh, it is right, okay. Well, good company. You've just opened this 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 uh, <laughs> this wave of abuse now from people who believe it's not. Okay, wait for the the, the, the haters. The email is Matt but, Walker. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, John McClane, reluctant hero, wrong place, wrong time. Okay, Isaac Clarke, Dead Space. Okay, mm -hmm. he's not the most memorable, but I remember playing for uh, yeah, certainly uh, Dead Space One, Dead Space Two. Just really feeling for the guys. Like, mm. what a horrible turn of events for this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just an engineer. He's not a superhero. Doesn't he can't you know throw webs from his wrist? He doesn't have superhuman <laughs> power or anything. He's an engineer. He knows how to use a laser cutter thing. Luckily, that actually turns out to be a really handy tool when facing off against these these aliens, yeah. um, these things. And uh, yeah, I just remember thinking, oh, that's that's a really really tough thing. Also, the same with um, Solid Snake. Now he's of course very iconic and whatnot, mm. but you know he's a clone and he. He, there's there are many, many, many monologues within the game where he's like, oh, God, well, I've actually probably got a good voice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Metal Gear. <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh, that wasn't war. us cutting in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. that is just... It's like, <laughs> war, war does this to you. You know, it's like, I, I didn't ask to be this. I was born, I was cloned this way. Oh, can thing. you please say in a world? 
in a, in a world. Yeah, in a world when. In a in a world when. <laughs> <laughs> this fall. <laughs> Auroch Digital, episode three. See, so you know, beautiful. As, beautiful. An, as, a, as a sound guy, when you've got a bad voice, like that's when you want to do voice acting and stuff because you can hit some realms where it's great. Brilliant anyway, bit. sorry. So yeah, Solid Snake, Reluctant Hero. I think I even put down Desmond Miles, which is a really boring name, but he, again, he's a bartender, nothing against bartenders, but he just works, you know, he doesn't have any drive, any ambition. Then he finds out he's part of this lineage of just assassins, this age-old war be- between the Templars. So he's like, oh my gosh, I don't ask for any of this. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden I've got to save the world and, yeah. you know, the Apple of Eden and Gordon stuff. Gordon Freeman-esque as well. Like, is that another exactly. Character in that sort of like, yeah, someone who's wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, thing, wrong so, time. Yeah. So yeah, pick one of those. Yeah. There you mm, go. Bold. Right. Yeah, can you make it more... More specific, any opportunity to, or you could pick a load. It doesn't matter. So I, I, I did give this some, some thought, and and I thought of all the games that I've played from from one of my earlier games that was like Croc, and I was like, oh yeah, he saved all the gobos, and it was all great. But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> and then an obvious choice was Dante from Devil May Cry, because let's face it, he's hot. Yeah, uh, but then, I mean, you know, can't really judge someone's heroicness on on hotness. Although. He is sharp though. He is sharp looking. Oh, yeah. mm. Um, so I think I, I landed very, for kind of similar reasons to you on uh, Kratos. Not, ah. and not Dad Kratos, because right. Dad Kratos is a bit lame. I'm yeah. talking old Kratos. Um, and it's mostly because sort of a reluctant hero, but more like forced into it in that he's sort of supposed to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being forced to forced on the right path, but for his own intentions yeah. yeah so you have lots of heroes you know you've got link from yeah. zelda and you've yeah. got all these people and goody goodies and that's all well and good yeah. and it's all nice but at the end of the day like most heroes are going to be people who accidentally end up doing something because it was their plan anyway yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like oh yeah i happened to do the the, the right thing <laughs> um, just so- just on that actually so you mentioned kratos where he becomes this hero and i actually find it quite difficult to like him Right? Really? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, just I think he's what, cool. He is great. He, he yeah. is cool. He's a great. He's, yeah, he's like the Incredible Hulk of Greece, sort of thing, yeah. right? But then I had a, a very difficult time with um, Nathan Drake, who is this lovable kind of, you know, quirky, sharp, and very lovable sort of guy. Yes, yeah, lazy. I, <laughs> I got into the Uncharted games really late. Um, mm. I think four was out before I even played the first one, right? Mm. Okay. And I remember playing this thinking, I can't like this guy. Yeah, okay, he's quick, he's funny, he gets mm. the girl adventure, mm. he's the modern day Indiana Jones. But he's just mowing down people with a machine gun. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. he's a mass murderer, this guy. <laughs> like, I just can't warn him. So now him. you're coming over to my side of a hero, because I put down Kane, who technically tried to poison the entire universe <laughs> with Tiberium. So, you know, you see, some people, you know, what is good, what is bad? That's the invariable thing in this middle ground. But that is that is probably a question for another podcast, I feel. I, th- I, like think, the, so. I think so. The inherent ethics of video game <laughs> characters by Auroch Digital. So um, we should uh, probably now move on to uh, the main part of the episode absolutely right so i suppose we're getting into the main bit of what we want to talk about today so um the question for today is what's it like working for an independent developer uh, and what and what that means compared to you know a, a, a I mean, what, what it means compared to lots of other companies and, and why it's different. Because I, I think there's a lot of people who probably think working in video games is very cool. And it is, by the way, spoiler. But, like, it's trying to get underneath that and what, what, the, what, the, what the story behind it is. So, I suppose the best place to ask um, is, you know, how did you get involved in working for Auric Digital? <laughs> um, so, I 
have a varied background uh, that varies from Weybridge operator to circus performer to uh, Dino Ranger at Bristol Zoo. <laughs> um, that, that's the coolest job to have ever. That's Dino Ranger. Yeah. Who has that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but uh, so there's always been a constant thread of admin assistant. Um, so I've, I, that's the thing that I have the most consistent experience in. So when I sort of tried to do a little bit less of the circus to have a bit more stability, I went and got a part-time job for three years doing office management. So I applied for my job here, which was office manager, which was doing all the finance, HR, all that stuff for yeah. a typical small company. Yeah. Um, and uh, in true Nina fashion, I got here and almost streamlined myself out of a job. <laughs> um, so I started helping Tom, our director, who was working on production at the time with a couple of the projects that he was running. And it turned out I had a bit of a knack for it. Um, so now I do both, which is why I sort of office manager, producer, production manager. Woo. Um, yeah, so while still uh, maintaining the office and doing all that side of things, I also run a project or two at any given time. So you've been here almost since the beginning or is it? Yeah, it no, I've been here for just over three and a half years. Right. Um, I think the company's been going for eight. Yeah. Uh, so one, you can find out more information about that. In the, <laughs> in the good side um, yeah, I've been here since... I suppose we've got a lot bigger in the time that I've been here. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Okay, right. So, I mean, I guess, what would you say? I mean, having having an understanding now about the very different types of career, I'm sure you could tell us a million reasons why not working on a Weybridge operation yeah. is, is <laughs> definitely more beneficial than working for a video game company. But what is it you feel is the main benefits of working for, for an independent company especially? Um, I think for me, it's... I think for a lot of people, they feel like they have to either choose between creative or the like stereotypical nine to five. And the games industry is a great place to get that stability, sort of, <laughs> mm. um, depending on what Steam's up to. Yep. Um, whilst... This is definitely an episode for another <laughs> time. So. <laughs> um, so you can still get that that sort of, yeah, stereotypical eight days, uh, eight, eight hours a day. Eight hours a day, five days a week. Um, whilst not feeling like you're trapped in an office. Yep. You know, I technically work in an office full time but I don't feel like I do yeah. um, because yeah. I'm involved with the creative side of it. Um, I'm still working on spreadsheets every day, but I'm not breaking my back in a bank. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to do really cool things like, uh, well, I mean, apart from just my video games, but have cool Christmas decorations and stuff like that. I didn't say, yeah. So uh, as uh, if you do follow us on any of our social media platforms, and you should, but uh, if you go on our Twitter, you'll be able to see Nina's excellent work on our Christmas baubles. I have to say, when I saw that post, that made my day. Yeah. That's a good-looking tree. It is a great-looking tree. a good-looking yeah. tree. And um, anecdotally, uh, you were telling me a story before that someone actually thought that they were made by Unity and... Yeah, and, so yeah. We, had a, we had a past employee, and it was my first year here. Uh, I think I'd only been here for six months, and um, I pulled him out of the Secret Santa. And I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> when am I going to get him? And he was super into Unreal. Um, and so I ordered four big black baubles and just free-handed, I don't know how they turned out <laughs> the way they did, um, with glue and silver glitter. Seriously, go look at the picture. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, there's, so there's two of, un, of the Unreal logo and two of the Unity logo, and they turned out really well. But he moved back to India um, for about less than a year later, and he left them here, so now the office has them. There we go. Um, which I'm kind of pleased about because I'm super proud of them. <laughs> hashtag Unreal, hashtag yeah. Unity. Yeah, exactly, yeah. His last <laughs> our game, that's the way I put it. Yeah. So, it's like, so um, I mean, so... Here's a question that, 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 that's quite a tricky one to answer, I suppose, in some ways. But it's like, um, what's, what's going to stop us? What, 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 what is the, the real attraction for a company like us compared to, say, a Blizzard or a huge AAA thing? What, what, what is it that, that we as a company can offer people? 
So obviously I can't speak for all indies. Uh, we are part of Bristol Games Hub, so I do know some of the other companies that are within the building and a few other companies that are within the community in Bristol especially. Um, and it does seem to be a common thread that with the smaller companies, we're a lot more flexible. And I actually gave a talk about this at um, Develop this year back in June. Um, was it July? It was July. Um, and it's the fact that, yep, fine, AAA can offer you X amount of money, but you'll be working God knows what hours. Um, again, can't speak for all AAAs, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's yeah. some lovely ones out there yes, that really yeah, care yeah. about your personal life. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, but we, Red we, Dead too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not just another episode. That's a whole series. Yeah, that of is. Podcasts. A series. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but we we genuinely do, and it's something. It's it's kind of a personal crusade of mine um, throughout, not just the games industry, but actually all working life. That that I don't think people should be working until they're. 80s just basically just to drop dead it's like you should enjoy your life whilst you have it but you should also commit to your company so um things that you can do instead of having these high paying jobs is offering things like so we have flexi time um so you can come in anytime between nine and ten and then you finish between five or six respectively depending on when you got here that instantly just that hour makes a huge difference like i'm an early bird Mm. i love getting here at nine i take half an hour for lunch i leave at five and then i go and have my entire evening to do all the other things that i do in my life yeah yeah um, whereas we have plenty of people who are much more productive later in the day. So they yeah. get here two minutes to 10, yeah. they take an hour for lunch and they leave at seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, it, I, I saw, a, I saw a post about this a little while ago of someone saying that, um, this, uh, it, it was that the, the, the argument was the mantra of, uh, getting up early will always make you more productive is total horseshit because you're saying <laughs> it will work for some people. That'd be great, but that's their thing. Like you said, some people yeah. will want to stay in here till, Eight, nine o'clock, maybe that's not the best thing to do, but they, they, they'd be happier to come in later in the afternoon and do whatever. And I suppose we as an organizational thing that I've found is I'm the same as you. I'm quite an early bird. I like to get in first thing in the morning. I feel more productive then. And I feel my, if I was a graph, I'm definitely going downhill about four <laughs> o'clock. I'm just in sleepy town then. But like, yeah, I can, I can see that sort of benefit of those sort of things. And, and, and do you feel that's something that comes across in the, in the culture here? Or do you think that's something that's, that's inherent? Here, like, like, how how do how do we as a company stop that being taken advantage of? Um, we have a definite uh, give and take culture, um, and you know, Tom especially believes in it that we, you know, will give you leeway if you give us leeway. You know, if you do a little bit of overtime when we're at a crunch, which we try desperately not to yeah. to have, but I mean, it's the games industry; we can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we take note of the fact that you're here and you're helping us. So when you phone us up and you have a doctor's appointment at 11 o'clock, then yeah, fine, come in at 12. Um, or, you know, I need these things. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But if that ever starts to get abused, you know, especially with the late thing. So yeah. the direct thing with that is you get flexi time. You're not here after 10. You have that flexi time. Don't take piss. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and that it, it's been brought up before, you know, we've had a, a phase of people being late and Tom's just said, just pointed out, look, you know, we have this give and take. It's not working at the moment. If this continues, we'll have to rethink. Yeah. Um, and then generally people tighten yeah. up a bit. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so you mentioned the Game Hub. Um, can you give us a little, just a very brief overview of it? Because I don't think we've actually spoken about it on the podcast, have we? Uh, no, know. I think this would be the first official yeah, mention yeah. of it. Yeah, so yeah. you don't mind giving us a brief explanation of what the Games Hub is and then what it's like to work within that. So... Uh, so Bristol Games Hub is a community, uh, it's an independent community. I believe it's actually the biggest independent hub in Europe. Might have, <laughs> might have to check that because no, most of the big ones are all sponsored. Facts aren't big in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, Wikipedia is basically fake news for us. 
if, if it's like baseline core, what it is, um, we offer affordable desks to freelancers, to small independent companies, and they're all in a, so we're on the top floor of this building. Um, we've got one big open space and they all share that space. Um, we are part of it as well. We're on the third floor and we've also got P-Cube as well. Um, and it's just a great way for them to not have to work at home, especially like we've got quite a few in, like um, like freelance artists and things like that yep. who work on their own. Um, so it just means they don't have to work at home. Um, they're part of a community. They're surrounded by people. Uh, we also have events. So we have the monthly anti-socials, which are the last Thursday of every month. Yep. Um, again, that's a great way for people outside of the building to come in because um, the whilst the residents are the core group, we also have the whole community, which yep. is, I believe, about 700 odd people that right. are on the wow. mailing list. Okay, wow. Yeah. So that's a huge number as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, so... Um, yeah, I was. I mean, I guess with the with, with the hub itself, I mean, like, lovely building anyway, and it's in a really cool part of town. Do you think that helps the the, the company a little bit? You know, because it's like uh, one of the first things I thought when I first started here was. I mean, I did actually walk around the building twice trying to find the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, where on earth are we? But one of the things I found quite fascinating about it was I was more like, oh, this is a really cool area. You know, this has got this is very quirky and creative. Do you think that helps us in a in a way? Yeah, I think it helps us to to fit in. Um, I, I think people aren't surprised when they come here. Yeah. I think if we were something else, like if we were a super flash tech company, yeah. we would like our clients would come here and go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's what we do. Where the outside kind of reflects the inside. So yeah, just on that, I think um, the, the Bristol Games Hub, where where it's located, it's just it's just more of what Bristol is as a city. To yeah. be honest, it's that very kind of uh, very kind of uh, it's a it's a creative hub, generally speaking, um, but it's quite bohemian. Yeah, there's there's a there's a quirk to Bristol. Yeah, it's a big city, yeah. but it's more like a large town. Mm. Everything's very accessible, and whether you're involved in film, in sound, in in art, straight art or music, video games, whatever, that kind of idea exists in all of those disciplines. So where being where the building is is only a good thing for for games for sure. Yeah, totally. No, totally agree with that. Yeah, oh, we'll um, see how long that lasts. Can anyone else feel the gentrification? Yeah. <laughs> Look outside, watch his cell phone flat everywhere now. Save um, the bear. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just the side note to that. No, it's very good. No, we're um, The bear pit is at the bottom of our road, and uh, for years there's been this big bear that's, that was sculpted by um, an amazing local artist called Jamie. Um, and it's called the bear pit, and the bear is like there, mm. and you can see it when you drive around it. And yeah, the council want to pull it down so that it will just be a big. That. Yeah. But I wonder who brings up ideas like that. So we're going off tangent now, off piece, yeah. but um, it's like, do you know, I've got a great idea today. It's a Monday morning. Let's tear it down. Let's, yeah. tear it. let's, let's do away with it. It's, it's like at soulless losers that yeah. don't listen to awesome podcasts like this. Those <laughs> are the sort of people that are out there trying to Jeez. take down bears for the people, right? So, but no, we are firmly in the, you know, the support the bear podcast. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is anti-facts uh, and, pro, <laughs> and pro bears. Those are the two pro things. <laughs> Everything needs a voice. Everything yeah. Needs a voice. <laughs> um, right, so, uh, Nina, to... to from your experience of having worked in video games, what what would you say is a good piece of advice? Because people who are listening to this either are involved in the industry or, or trying to make their first steps in it. What would you say would be the best piece of advice to get involved and especially involved in an indie company? Um, I suppose I, it's split into three things. Mm -hmm. uh, so firstly, it's, I know it's a really big cliche, it's about who you know. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean that you have to know people directly, but actually being more known than just sending off a CV is going to do you wonders. And the games industry, no matter where you are, is a very open place. There mm. will be events every year. There's the Global Game Jam and there's um, there's sites for that literally all over the world. 
Um, so take part in things like that because you will end up meeting the people that you want to work for. Like Tom, our director, quite regularly is one of the judges for the Global Game Jam yep. for the yep. Bristol Games Hub site. So if you've been there, he will have directly seen the work that you've done over the course of a weekend. So if we are looking for someone and we get 50 CVs and yours says that I was at the Bristol Games Jam, um, Global Game Jam last year, Tom will go, oh yeah, I remember him yep. or her. So yep. that's a great way to just get involved. Yep. Um, obviously still send your CV off for things that you're doing. Um, but yeah. Um, the second thing is don't do what I did. <laughs> um, don't, <laughs> great advice. Don't, don't count on trying to get in some other way to get the job that you want because most of the time it won't work. I, I was a massive anomaly with yep. that. Um, I was very lucky. Also, I wasn't looking for it. Like I didn't come here trying to get into the games industry. Yep. I stumbled into it. Um, and you will just end up annoying people and making a bad name for yourself yep. if you go, yeah, I can do finance. Yeah. And then, oh no, actually I want to be a games designer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a good way to go. Um, just keep going for the thing that you want. Um, obviously if there's a slight tangent and it's involved then yeah, fine. Um, and the other thing is try and make your CV stand out, but not in an overly quirky way. I like, don't go too far yeah. <laughs> over the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and also keep it really relevant. Like I personally read a lot of the CVs that we get in um, as a sort of first stop filter. And the fact that you worked in co-op whilst you were doing your A-levels, not relevant. Yeah. Dismiss yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, I'll, I'll ask a very side question here. Nina, what did you think of my CV when it turned up? I in loved your CV. <laughs> I thought your CV was awesome. Now, Matthew, do you know what my CV was? Have I ever showed you my CV? This, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that there was some sort of like uh, um, an old school Victorian um, wax ink mark of like. Oh, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> no. Sporting the tattoos. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't, yeah, yeah. No, no, unfortunately, that. No, um, my CV was based on a Dungeons and Dragons character sheet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. But I, but, but no, I totally agree with that point of what you're saying there because one of the things that I thought my CV, what I was trying to get across in my CV was my creativity, right? And I was trying to say, I'm a creative person. You give me a problem, I'll think of a creative solution to it. And the amount of times I've read a CV and it's been... I'm really good in a team playing situation. I'm really good at being creative. You're like, cool, amazing, they're creative. You bring them into an interview and you're like, you're really not, are you? <laughs> you, just, you just know how to spell that word more than you actually know how to actually do it. So when you actually want to produce something you're saying and, it, and I suppose it's like it's that point of like you're trying to bring your you're trying to say who you are and what you can do really stick to it really believe in it really say to yourself okay I am organized and make you see like it, one of the biggest bugbears I have is when people go I'm really good at spelling and grammar and they've misspelled <laughs> or put the wrong grammar in something you're just like well, you're not. <laughs> it makes me stop reading. Yeah. I just go, nope. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it, though. Like, there's, there's a limited window that you have to make an impression. That, that's whether, you, mm. whether it's face-to-face, whether it's on paper, phone call, email, whatever. You have a very, very short amount of time, especially as a producer, Nina, you'll know, is that you, you, you probably get hundreds of these CVs, whatnot, a week, month, whatever. You know, so you're really picking out things mm. that really instantly grab your, your thought, you know, your, your kind of interest. But just on what on Nina was just saying then, I believe that I'm the living embodiment of everything certainly that Bristol's indie scene kind of kind of displays right now. I didn't do any of those things, what you yeah. guys just described. I mean, I, I did. I graduated uni in 2009 uh, when, the, when the, the crash was really kind of peaking. <laughs> so there were no Smart. jobs, <laughs> no jobs. And I was getting rejection after rejection after rejection. And that got pretty, pretty 
tiresome after a while. Um, but they were right. In, in retrospect, th- these people were right. They, they said, they didn't have enough experience, uh, skill set needed expanding and whatnot. I was like, okay, that's cool. No worries. But what I knew I was good at was just getting out into those places, like you said, global games, jams, antisocials, all the rest of it, and just holding a conversation with someone. And I kind of said to myself, like, well, I will show you that I can do these things. And then, you know, fast forward eight, nine, almost 10 years later, it's like, yeah, the, just by doing those simple things, you've got to be persistent too. Yeah. You, if, if it doesn't happen overnight, just go back, do it again. If it doesn't happen then, you do it again, you do it again. And you just show people that I am reliable. Skill sets, technical skill can be taught. You can learn that stuff. Go to YouTube, learn whatever you want. But the, the core skills, being communicative, this sounds quite boring, but being communicative, being attentive, being determined, and, and being flexible. And the most important skill that I've learned in the last nine years is the ability to listen. Is just, instead of just kind of looking for the answer that oh, I, th- I think that person wants me to say that. It's like, no, 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 that's rubbish. Just listen, you know, be part of the conversation in a cohesive way, you know. Don't just kind of throw what you think they want to hear. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, Tangent. totally agree. No, no, yeah. totally agree with that. That's it's also understanding the environment. Like, I, we get we get quite a lot of applications for things like oh, animation, and they've done they've literally done like animation at uni, and no understanding that games is completely different. Yeah, but and again, art that they'll send me these amazing pictures that have been drawn um, using Photoshop. I'm like, that's great. Can you put it in a game? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, a, a, a an artist, I mean, especially for, it's not true of like big, bigger studios, but for us, like we don't have a full-time audio guy. Yeah. We have Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he does the stuff that we need, but yeah. we don't have anywhere near the stuff. It's like, yeah. we have people saying, hi, I'm applying for a role as a concept artist. It's mm. like, we spend two weeks on concept <laughs> yeah. for each project. Yeah. 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 No, totally. <laughs> like we don't yeah. have full-time yeah, concept. Yeah. Yeah. We're not in that position to be able to say, and I, and I guess that comes into that thing of like, what, what a video game what what and, and this is where i suppose you could you could possibly argue this is where the negative side of a of an indie company is is because you're probably going to be doing a lot more work and a lot more broader levels of work than you would be expected to do so um i'm, I'm very fortunate that some sometimes here some of the artists are able to help me with some of the assets that i produce for marketing but a lot of it is on on my shoulders as well as mm. the marketing guy and that's and that's quite interesting because uh, and, and it sort of comes back to your point, Matthew, where you're saying like about you've got to be able to throw yourself into all of these different challenges because actually an indie job is is quite tricky. It's quite tricky to work in something like this because you are you are really stretching yourself out. But the benefit of what the company will give back to you for that work outweighs the negatives of doing that, I would yeah. say. The, the experience that you sorry. get is is unmatched. Like if you go and work for a AAA studio straight out of university because you've got a programming degree, um, you will specialize immediately and you'll have everything handed to you on a platter as in like you'll be taught exactly what you need to know, which is great. But I mean, like you said, I mean, I even get it in my role with the office side of things. Yeah. Like, you know, we needed to update our, our employment contract, which has been the same since I got here. All of a sudden that was my job. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a law degree. <laughs> law becomes a big important thing. So. Um, and we did yeah. say actually on one of the last ones, didn't we? This isn't like how to be a lawyer. I, th- I, think, I think Peter made that yeah, declaration. It, yeah. I am, by the way, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, as you know, yeah, we're not lawyers here. But yeah, so you end up, you will end up muddling through a little bit more in an indie studio. But your ex- your wealth of experience when you come out the other side of it will yeah. be so much more. I think that's it. It's, it's about being, you know, the more the more hireable, the more um, uh, useful you are to a team, the better but without spreading yourself too thinly. You yeah. want to be as best as you can across 
not necessarily different disciplines, but certainly within your discipline. Like, for example, yeah, I do audio stuff, but I've been starting, I've gotten back into doing a lot more boom work recently, doing yep. this, you know, yep. bringing all the gear into yeah, podcasting yep. and stuff. I, I trained as like a composer, a music person. <laughs> I just yeah. write tunes, write yeah. music. Yeah. But all of a sudden, I'm now doing, I'm learning implementation, Wise, FMOD, all these kind of stuff, yep. Unity. It's like... Yep. All of a sudden, boom, I've become this ray of sunshine. <laughs> you know, so, from, from the sludgy also little voice thing. thing. Voice, voice maestro as well. <laughs> Only when I've got a sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Well, um, we'll, 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 we'll round this off in the, in the last part. So we like to ask a question to everybody as their final question here on the podcast. So, and, and I never put it in the show notes to spoiler it. Oh, <laughs> for no. people so it's always a good one. But um, no, Nina, if we... Merlin walks in the room right now, right? And he says, I've got unlimited budget unlimited designers and limited artists and limited whatever what video game do you want to make what are you going to do uh, uh, uh. so some of the other choices uh, Tom Tom gave us a bit of a uh, he said he didn't think he would because he said that it would be he said it's actually better to have constraints against you Tom uh, gave the best answer the, the sensible answer yeah, Pete, so far, said, yeah. Uh, Pete said Tom he, gave an answer from experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pete said he was going to do skate 4 Mm-hmm. Or skate five. He was just going to rehire all the skate guys and just yeah. do a really cool skate game again. <laughs> so uh, Matt's going to do the basketball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd recently watched basic basketball, and I was thinking that that would make in the style of just on that in the style of <laughs> in the style of like super tennis. Oh, okay. Like that would be a uh, super tennis. Oh, I can see definitely that. Definitely the best tennis game ever made. Uh, okay. Mm, Virtual tennis. Uh, tennis. Come know. on. No, I, I, I wasted so much money. We're going to have to have fisticuffs on this. <laughs> I think we will. <laughs> but yeah, in the style of that would be cool. There we go. So Nina, who are you going to go with? Anything you want at all? I would make unlimited budget, yeah. Unlimited. You've got everything, every resource, every skilled thing you could ever possibly you imagine. You don't have okay. to use Matt or I. <laughs> <laughs> but, but please do. I would make, um, so have you played Beat Saber on the VR? Yes. Um, so I would make, first of all, the team's task would be to make VR better. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the second part of the task is to make the ultimate Jedi Saber game ah, in VR. Okay. Ooh, I like does, that. Does that not already exist? No. I mean, I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, no, but I, I haven't played that much VR stuff, and I'm, I know there has been stuff out there, but have they not been very good then? No, 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 they're not really well. The last one I remember was on the Connect. That was like, and there was that, there was that thing going around of when they couldn't get the Connect to work in when they were showing it <laughs> off, and the person was standing there, and they were, and the, the, they were holding their hand up, and the lightsaber was like on the other side of the right. screen. Right, yeah, it looked very dodgy. Beat Saber <laughs> is really responsive. It's great, and you literally stand there, and if you put, if you point the things at each other they go yeah um but you've just it's sort of like the dance map but for vr so you've got blocks flying towards you and you have to like oh i see slash them in the in time to the music and it's really fun and it's actually really energetic and last time i played i actually because you you get more points the more like bigger you throw into it (laughs) and because you're throwing your arms straight i overextended here and here so for the next two days that really odd part of the inside of my elbow really really hurts Um, <laughs> this, this, this is reminding me of um, of when when the Wii first came out. This is, this is reminding me because it was a big big pre- um, yeah, Christmas yeah. hit really of the year, and you just so much stuff on online of just people doing Wii tennis or something and hitting their child in the face <laughs> or something. Don't get me wrong, it is funny. It is funny, but it's terrible. Well, my my I knew the Wii was always going to be uh, doomed when I worked out that I could play Wii tennis from my sofa. <laughs> I didn't have to stand because everyone stands up immediately and then like, oh wait no, I can just sit I here. I used to get that playing guitar like, here and it's yeah. so real rockers don't sit down yeah. like shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix would. <laughs> He'd also be really stoned. <laughs> Right, okay, well, so um, that's added to the list then of games that we're going to do. So, uh, Nina, thank you very much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it. Can I give you your game? 
Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, when you do the final part. Yeah, sorry. Um, two things, actually. We need to um, uh, describe Peter as a chocolate. Uh, I've already been I've been given a good shout. Do you want to do it now? Uh, do you want to, do you want his, to throw it out there? Yeah, his, I've been told, and this is a friend of mine who came up with the suggestion, Bourneville. <laughs> the Bourneville chocolate. That's yeah. You know, it's not plain chocolate. A little bit posh, but still at Tesco's. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's <laughs> which, which, which sums Pete up so well. <laughs> so, okay. I just want to say, now, Peter, if you're listening, that was from Nina's mouth. <laughs> Posh, but still at Tesco's. Also, that also sounds like it should be on yes, a T-shirt. Also, officially, the opinion of Auric Digital. <laughs> okay. So, so Pete joined, I think, within two weeks of me joining. So we've been here the same amount of time. Um, okay. So I haven't really thought of it again. But do you do you have a SNES available to you? I can, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now you used to play a lot of football games. I did. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which we shared. No, no, Premier no, Manager no. '97. '97. I thought it was the only person that no, played that game. No, 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 no my friend. Um, I'm going to task you with playing um, Striker. Striker. Which I have. Right. On okay. SNES. Okay. Right. I will lend you it. Oh, it's amazing. Like being at school again, bringing <laughs> yeah, a bring game my in. Game in yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lend it to you. Um, but specifically, there's an indoor football mode, which is why I love it. There's right. an indoor football mode. Didn't one of the old FIFA 95s had that? Like an indoor, like I, a I think they probably did. Turf or something like that. Is but like... I'm going to give you an objective. Oh, goals. Okay. Right. Achievement so you, hunter here. You are to play striker. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you are to play striker on the SNES. Yep. Specifically indoor football mode. Right. And I want you to score from the halfway line. Oh. Okay. Right. There's okay. a tip to it. Right. Um, I don't need it. Be fine. Okay. Well, I want. I. I. I, can't, I, I used to. I used to win games fifty nil right. just by doing that. It's like goalkeeper throws out, boom, top corner from right. the halfway line. Okay. I need you to do that at least once. Right. Okay. Fine. I will report back. I'll. I'll, I'll try and, and film it. Yeah. yeah I was going to say. I'll put, it, I'll put it on social media. So this is a perfect opportunity if you aren't following us already to follow us on all the different social media channels. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also follow us on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on Mixer. You can also go on our website because I should mention as well that we've actually got a sale going on at the moment. But I will post it on on social media and then we'll retweet it from the Oracle account. And you can see how terrible, how many times and attempts I have to do it. So, um, but yes, uh, Matthew, thank you very much again for joining us today. I'm sorry I didn't respond to that name. Uh, Galaxy, thank you very Hi. much for responding. Welcome back. <laughs> I was hoping you could go for your American voice there. Maybe uh, Galaxy's got the American I'm, voice. I'm still figuring out who Galaxy is. Fair Maybe enough. this is my cosplay. Finally, I'll do cosplay <laughs> and I'll go as Galaxy Matt. Galaxy Walker, thank you very much for being with us today. <gasps> Galaxy Walker. Galaxy Walker. Nina, thank you very much for joining us today. And thank you very much for listening, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.